Hello, welcome to the Tuesday quarterback edition of the Gridiron Podcast. I'm your host and commissioner, Huck Breeze, here to review a roller coaster of a week three in the Gridiron Fantasy League. Yes, it is Wednesday, and this podcast usually comes out on Tuesdays, but this week has been an absolute hailstorm. I wish, I wish I got paid to do these podcasts and play fantasy sports, but I do not, so alas... I need to allocate time to bring home a paycheck. A week filled with work, angry babies, playoff baseball, and debates has delayed this week's TQ by 24 hours. But I am almost glad for the postponement because we have had a gang of trades and moves from around the league. Since Monday, we have had five different trades involving only five different teams. I guess it is that time of year. Leaves are changing. There's a chill in the air. Pumpkin spice is all the rage and lower-tier fantasy managers start to panic and sell off players they were high on only a few short months ago. As a league, we have logged 17 years of fantasy football prior to this season. I can positively say that I've traded with each and every member of the gridiron, past and present, give or take a few, as many others have. Fantasy trading is a poker game, and everyone plays differently. Some of us play every hand, hoping to hit it big, while others pick and choose their spots sparingly. Some will talk to you only at certain parts of the day, and some will only deal if you get them drunk. Some will lead you on, only to back out right before the trade is finalized, while some have no patience and need the trade done within the hour. Whatever your trade partner's trade personality is, it is important to know where they fall so you can properly pull off a swap. Because as we all know, no one has ever taken a trophy home without trading. All right, let's get into kudos for karma this week. I want to start out with eternal touchdown for the second week in a row. You are one of the only few teams in the league with three startable QB situations. Fitzpatrick came out on Thursday and proved that it is not yet two a time. Although either way, it works for you, as you have a monopoly on Dolphins QBs. Antoine Winfield, who somehow made it through a draft full of Woodlands kids unowned, is the favorite for Defensive Rookie of the Year, and is making you look very savvy. I know injuries have been absolutely brutal for your club, but if straightened out in the next few weeks, you could be a formidable playoff team. So kudos to Eternal Touchdown. Kudos to Notorious. Although you lost your first game of 2020, you did get back a powerful weapon in Kenny Galladay, who returned and immediately made a difference for you at wide receiver. The return of Galladay also just happened to be the best week for Matt Staver, having the highest point total of the season, is good news all around on that front. In the first few weeks, many teams have had kicker problems. You have the current fourth best kicker in the league in Robbie Gould. Last year, he looked like he had lost a step, 
but has come out this year firing, making six or seven field goals. His only deep was a deep 50-yarder and all nine extra points. Gould at his best could be a powerful kicking weapon in fantasy, and I should know, as he's been on the kicker on all three of my championship rosters. So kudos to Notorious. Kudos to Darth Scott. Tyler Lockett snagged not one, not two, but three touchdowns this week to become the second most valuable pass catcher in fantasy. Although having any piece of the scorching Seattle offense right now is a plus, Lockett is blowing away his current draft position of fourth round and could certainly be used as a trade piece to dangle to fill roster deficiencies. Miles Sanders stayed healthy for the second week in a row and pulled down double-digit points, and while that may not be headline-worthy some, the Eagles have been in an extreme offensive rut. If they are going to dig their way out of this hole and vault into the playoffs, they're going to need to feature Miles Sanders in both the ground and pass game. So better days are ahead for the gridiron second-round pick. Kudos to Darsh Scott. Kudos to Lissies S. Grant. Your team looks unrecognizable from the facelift procedure you had done after an 0-3 start. If you group in both trades as one big swap, it looks like this. Rossberger, Landry, Edwards-Hilaire, Ingram, and Willis for Darnold, Cup, Mixon, Kelsey, and Edmonds. The biggest part of this trade that stood out to me is buying Mixon low. Mixon had 636 yards and five touchdowns on the ground in the last five games of last year. He probably won a lot of fantasy managers' championships with that last week. The Bengals' offense is still one that is going to put up points, and the unquestioned starter at running back is Joe Mixon. I truly believe that you did buy low on Mixon, get the number one tight end, and a first-page wide receiver for the price of rostering the dreaded Darnold. Well, I'll talk about it later on. All in all, a trade that should definitely help you get your first win in the upcoming future. So kudos to Ulysses S. Grant. Kudos to Camacho. Josh Allen is on track to break the all-time fantasy football point record. While every person and their mother is talking about Russell Wilson and how he deserves MVP, Allen has his team at 3-0 and is only 9 points behind Mr. Unlimited for King of Fantasy. Getting him at the end of the first round looks like a genius pick and gives you a nice base to build around going forward, which I know is very important to you. So kudos to Camacho. Kudos to Suck My Vic. Your team is much better than the 0-3, that you currently stand at. 564 points is only second to Ulysses S. Grant. Points against, that is. And your points are good for sixth in the league. Points four. You still own the top QB combo in the league, which I'm sure no one would ever pair with an 0-3 record. Especially in the gridiron. You will not be held down for long. Kudos to Suck My Vic. Kudos to Fupa Slayer. You got your first win of the year despite underwhelming QB play. You've not played the same QB combo twice, and that will continue this week with your acquisition of Big Ben. You showed a knack for selling high by finally put together a package for a QB and without having to sacrifice your QB numbers. 
you head into week four with a win, a decent lineup, and four starting quarterbacks. So, stocks are trending upward. Kudos to Fupaslayer. Kudos to Disco Lemonade. When Minshew came back down to earth, the rest of your team picked you up. We were all waiting for Derrick Henry to hit the end zone the first few weeks, and he did on Sunday. Twice. Woods, Gurley, and Ertz all produced season-high totals. And although an injury is never something to celebrate, with Jalen Rager out six to eight weeks, Dallas Goddard hurting his ankle, and the Eagles a mess, Ertz might be seeing even more than the double-digit targets he got in week three. Fantasy points incoming. Kudos to Disco Lemonade. Kudos to the Poopy Two. You struck absolute gold with the Lazard King, Alan Lazard, who is currently wide receiver six. He is a wide receiver three with a ceiling of wide receiver two that must be started every single week with or without Devontae Adams. Unfortunately, both of your losses are within 10 points. Some may take that as a negative, but I'm going to give you kudos. Very easily, you could be 3-0 and at the top of the league. Pairing Clyde Edwards-Hilaire with your powerful QB combo means that wins will come and playoffs are within reach. So kudos to Poopy2. Kudos to Rumham. You are back on track. Remember when people were calling for Jameis Winston last week? Breeze came out and chopped up the Packers' D for three touchdowns, which should quell the cries for change. You also, once upon a time, had some questions about your running back two situation which has since become a running back one situation. Even when the Jaguars have an off night, James Robinson can still hit the end zone twice. You are now the proud owner of the top running back situation in the gridiron. So kudos to Rumham. Kudos to unicycle polar bears. You went and locked up the Vikings offense via trade after they were already 0-2 and looked like straight garbage. And how do they reward you? with 54 points and your two highest point totals of the week. Jarek McKinnon has three straight weeks in double digits and has taken over the San Francisco backfield by default, a team that rushed more than any team in the league in 2019. Now that's how you rebound from a tough loss. Kudos to you cycle polar bears. Kudos to the maestro, your third straight week scoring in the top three of our league. It seems like I'm always saving your team for the end. Jonathan Abram had an injury scare a few weeks ago, which might have made you scan the free agent wire for DB backups. He then came out, started, and got you double digits. From Q to double digits, a fantasy owner's dream. Carson injured his leg on a cheap shot, but you won't miss a beat, as you can sub the captain of the Washington football team backfield, Adrian Gibson. 3-0. Really can't get better than that. So kudos to Maestro. Kudos to Dad. This was your first week to reach the 200 mark since week four of 2018. Who says defensive end is an unreliable position who can't score points? Miles Garrett and Shaq Barrett, that rhymes, combined for four sacks, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, a safety, and 10 tackles on their way to 41 points to help with your dominant victory. Your running backs were as advertised as Kamara was the highest point total by a running back this week with 
I called your team to be one of the best in our league. In fact, third best, which you sit right now. So right now you're making me look like I know what I'm talking about. So thank you and kudos to dad. Now I want to get in some topics from the league from week three and going into week four as we are so close to Thursday. Sam Darnold has been a running joke in this league since he came up in 2018. His face is punchable, and his stats are bad, and it just seems that unless you were absolutely forced to have him on your team, you would undeniably pass for multiple reasons. It is often said that stats never lie, but I'm going to tell you why in this case, with Darnold, they do. And they are. He has gotten zero help from a franchise that has only drafted two offensive skill players besides Darnold in the last few years in Chris Herndon and Denzel Mims. Yes, they brought in Le'Veon Bell, who looks like an absolute shell of himself, which may be due to the inept coaching of Adam Gase or the fact that he took a vanity year in a league that requires physical perfection. But the Jets really have done no favors for Darnold. I agree, there have been some throws that looked as if he was purposely throwing to the defense. But on plays that he does make, he looks absolutely spectacular. There was a play against San Francisco, and if you choose to look it up, just search Darnold to Berrios on YouTube. Which, to be fair, they were in garbage time mode, but Darnold looked, dare I say, Mahomes-esque by escaping a crowd of defenders that collapsed the O-line, rolling out to the left, and throwing crossbody to Braxton Berrios for a touchdown. Now, when Darnold came up, I notoriously said that I didn't see him becoming a success in this league, but I have to say, I have changed tunes. He can move, he has a bullet arm, and has shown that he can have better than average decision-making to have success in this league. He may never be a top 10 quarterback, but he absolutely does not deserve to be in the bottom five. So far this season, he has faced the Bills, the 49ers, and Cole Stephenses, that are all top 10 statistically. He's done this with a receiving crew of Chris Hogan and Braxton Berrios. So do me a favor tomorrow night, and when you see Donald line up the Broncos, think back to this monologue and whether he deserves the detestation he's gotten thus far this season. Well, that's it. all I have for this week. I spent all my time on Darnold, which I surely will not regret. Thank you for listening this week. And again, apologies on the delay. We will be back tomorrow, as always, with Scott Shettig as we break down all the matchups in the gridiron and prepare you for Thursday Night Football. See ya! Cause you know